As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Fan. Well, you have a gambling problem, jerkers. Welcome back to the show. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the things? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. Thursday. Good morning. Don't wish it away. Don't look at it like it's forever. Getting the blues from the blues and to buy the blues. Between you and me, I could honestly say that things can only get better. And that's a fact. Nipples are like little pebbles. I don't want to long before you and Mary run the place in our hearts will we hide. Oh no! And I guess that's why they call it the blue. Nine to noon. Nine to noon sounds better in FM. He is I and I is he, slim with the tilted brim at FM 100.3 KFAN. A very good morning to you. Seems like we got the blues right. Shouldn't have the blues right. I mean, I guess the uh, the cloudy weather or the murky nature of the weather could potentially give somebody the blues. But uh, 9 to noon has arrived as your elixir with whatever therapeutic Davenport of love uh, you seek. And I'm Paul Allen from the 651 Carpet Studios. We we got it bad, and that ain't good. 
Now, that's metaphorically speaking, because we are talking about sports. But we got it bad, and that ain't good. And here's why, I guess, that's why they call it the Blues, as in the St. Louis Blues. Wild and Wolves fans should have the Blues after what the St. Louis Blues did last night at Colorado. That's that's the plan early lesson for not from nine to noon. Facing season elimination, the St. Louis Blues, those guys did not go punchless into the offseason like some of our teams. Specifically, without casting aspersions and without offending the meek or hurting feelings of the fragile, the wild and the wolves. I mean... It's it's a Stanley Cup playoff game. We watch sports as a distraction, and we live vicariously through said distraction at times. So let's let's recap. Facing season elimination. Those guys, I guess that's why they call them the Blues, did not go punchless into the offseason like our wild. And our wolves. Nah. Despite employing a goalie who has given up at least four goals in all six of his postseason starts, Uso Radio, the Blues did not resort to hero ball like the wolves or go puck hogging like the wild. That that they're relegated to their backup goaltender. They're facing one of the two greatest teams in the National Hockey League. They're on the brink of elimination. They're losing 3-1 in the final period. They have wives, girlfriends, fiancés, family members, and or friends undoubtedly booking trips to Turks and Caicos or maybe Antigua. Or maybe Las Vegas. Or maybe they want to go to Europe and like and, and visit Chantilly or Arc de Triomphe. Nous regardons la télévision. Pourquoi? And they got their backup goalie. But like Bill Guerin shared and or taught us yesterday, the only way to win in the playoffs, the only way to win in the postseason, is to keep playing the right way do not go out of body and do not be the selfish individual who covets stealing the show. And all of that came to fruition for the St. Louis Blues last evening with a stupendous, mesmerizing comeback as a big, fat underdog to beat the vaunted Colorado Avalanche. Oh, oh my gosh. Don't go out of body, boys. Keep playing the right way. That's what Billy G said. He's got a lot of rings. You ain't got none. He's got a lot of rings. You ain't got none. You might want to listen. Uh, you, you, you You don't have to be the fool trying to steal the show. Just watch that game last night. Follow the plan no matter how dire the circumstances are. No matter if authority is requesting you follow the plan, And you're like, the plan sucks. 
We're down 3-1. The plan ain't working. And I'm going to do A, B, C, and D and play hero ball and go ahead and win this mug on my own. That 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 individual nature of what you believe is elevating your team, it doesn't work. And we should know that watching as much as we have watched around here. The St. Louis Blues, I guess that's why they call them the Blues, and how does it tie into us? Because we should we 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 should have sports related shame in our hearts for what we see at times, what we absorb, what we follow what we pay money for, and what we, things for which we root that just go out like a poof. I mean, the the, the fighter, lack thereof. We've just seen it so many times. The, the, the Blues relegated to their backup goalie, Huso Radio, down 3-1 to the Ballyhooed Abs in Denver, and McKinnon is on a jag. I mean, McKinnon was on an immortality-like game. Then it happened. The Kemper crash. Darcy went straight Loserville, USA on the bit. St. Louis stayed the course, playing the right way, and won 5 4 in overtime. Holy cow. Third period. Somebody named Robert Thomas. Bobby Tommy is what we call him in the business. Skates with the Blues. But all we remember is Perron because of all the goals he scored against us or Tarasenko just just sniping us left and right. Bobby Tommy, you say. Makes it 3-2. Avs still lead with 10 minutes to go in the season. They're playing the right way. Cocky-ass Landeskog probably had been teasing the Blues about tea times at their favorite courses because their season is going to come to a crashing conclusion. It has to. We're massive favorites. We're the abs. We have McKinnon. You ain't playing the right way. Who are you? And you got Huso Radio between the pipes. Good luck with that. Cocky-ass Landeskog, man. Then former Wild Justin Falk beat former Wild Kemper Crash to tie the game with 445 to go. Abs are like, what? Who? What? This game is tied? Bench was like, hey! Bench was like, hey! Bossberg's favorite player, Landeskog, probably was red in the face at that moment. McKinnon, though. Nathan McKinnon, though. My God. He scores two minutes later. It's 4-3 abs. And and you got like two minutes to go in the game, or like somewhere between four and two minutes to go in the game. And and McKinnon is immortality with, with the moves he made last night to reclaim the lead. It's one of the most beautiful goals you'll ever see. Immortality goes steaming through St. Louis like a freight train, was forced outside, which is what you're supposed to do when you're playing the right way. He took what was there, the outside, deked Eden Prairie native Nick Letty, one of the better defensemen in the NHL, and he's tough as nails, and Kemper Kemper Crash had no chance. The Kemper Crash is in full effect, and it's nervous time for abs and blues rubes. But then the abs, man, I mean, they're they're two and a half to one favorites. They're top seed material. And I guess that's why they call it the blues. They got their backup goalie and they're on the road and they may have a chip and they may have a chair, but many are deeming their 
situation to be of no chance. Kemper Crash, McKinnon, think about it. You're the Blues. You're a Blues fan. McKinnon, you're playing McKinnon. You got a crap goalie who gives up at least four every game. You're the road team. And sun and fun anywhere you want to go in the world because you got loads of cash. It's a couple of minutes away. But the Blues were like, nah. Loserville, USA is a little north and a little to the east. And it ain't us. Unlike unlike some of our teams around here, the Blues kept playing the right way and failed to wither. They pulled the goalie. It's Bobby Tommy again. Bobby Tommy, Robert Thomas. Oh, my God. It's so dramatic and mesmerizing and stimulating and compelling. Bobby Tommy again with less than a minute to go. We never win those games. We never even are in those games. We never even are invited to situations like that. Loserville sounds better in FM. Finally, 16 and change into the overtime. The Kemper crash. Tyler Bozak from the point. Bad, 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 bad goal allowed by the Kemper crash. And the Blues have life. Now, this is FM 100.3 KFA, and you're home for the Minnesota Wild. So, to end that sentence, if we're doing this at like KMOX in St. Louis, it would be Tyler Bozak from the point, bad, 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 bad goal allowed by Kemper Crash, and the Blues have life. That's KMOX. This is KFAN. Box. We're never in those situations. So-and-so has life. Cue John Waiting the babies back on my feet again. The Blues got another home game for their fans. Playing the right way and with fortitude and grit. They managed another home game for their beloved fans. And all of this is about the fans. Because if there ain't no fans, ain't nobody making any money. They played the right way, did not unravel, and failed to exit the season in punchless fashion. Billy, Johnny, Christy, Susie, Antoine, Tamika, sports-loving rubes listening to 9 to Noon, there are lessons to be learned from that one last night, boys and girls. And I guess that's why they called them the Blues. Thank you, Timbertech. Timbertech, what's on deck 9 to noon today? Includes a lot, including a heartwarming story at 9.35. Don't miss that. Nordo Produces, got that cash thing. Yes, indeed, the fan and NMC exteriors are trying to put a grand in your hand with the National Cash Contest. Go to KFAN.com, enter the keyword spring. You might win $1,000. KFAN.com, the keyword is spring. 9 to noon returns after this.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Ozone.com. The fan. Programming on the fan brought to you in part not only by Quick Trip, but the Minnesota Lottery. Good morning. What's up? I need covenant cleanup. Oh, God damn it! I was really happy with that open when I wrote it last night. <laughs> I guess that's why they call it the blues and, and shame. We we wild and wolves fans with the way we went out. I mean, in the embarrassing fashion, each team went out, and then you yeah. watch the blues with Huso Radio do what they did last night. Yeah, against that team, that's shame. That should be sports related shame. If you don't have it, shame on you. Um, covenant cleanup, please. Provided by. The Justin Falk for the Blues didn't used to play for the uh, Minnesota Wild. It's a different Justin Falk. Ooh! Bossberg, uh, thank you very much. That's a lot of G's. That's a covenant cleanup provided by absolutely nobody. Would, do, would this be the Justin Falk who played for the Hurricanes at one point? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, if it's not... Sebast- That'll be another covenant cleanup. If it's not Sebastian Ajo, then <laughs> I got no idea who's playing for the Canes. I mean, we came into the playoffs, and I thought Brady Shea was still with the Rangers. He's with the Hurricanes playing the Rangers. <laughs> Very much a work in progress. Very much a work in progress. But uh, nevertheless, the intentions are good and the heart is pure. Uh, Vikings Bites, 3-2 base. Vikings. Vikes Bites. (laughs) Daily Vikings Intel Nuggets Opinions, 9 to noon. Love it. I want to start here. This is an article from Dane Mizutani hey. of the Pioneer Press. Hey, let's go, Dane. Yeah, a couple of days ago he wrote, if there was any doubt Where's about... Thomason? Uh, Thomason somewhere. Is he in Morocco? He might be. Did he... Did He He has Zuba's will travel. Yeah. So maybe is he in, uh, is he in Lebanon? The real world version of... Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Is where is <laughs> Thomason during the Vikings offseason? Have neck hair, will travel. He is a traveler indeed. If there was any doubt, Dane says, about how the Vikings were going to handle their kickers and punters moving forward, Uh-oh. new special teams coordinator Matt Daniels cleared things up Tuesday at TCL Performance Center in Egan. Though incumbent kicker Greg Joseph and incumbent punter Jordan Barry are still on the roster, they won't be guaranteed a job next season. Oh, oh my gosh, can you 
like yesterday when you when you played um, uh, Wes Phillips, new offensive coordinator, talking about young Kellen. I, you know, I backed off the microphone and, and I thought about it for a second. And you know, it's like it's it's newbies. Those of you in college or at broadcasting school looking to get into radio. Having dramatic pauses, emphasis on the word dramatic, is part of theater of the mind. So therefore, you went through the Wes Phillips clips yesterday, and I had to back off and think for a second with a dramatic pause. And I didn't. I, I wasn't like, well, I don't completely believe what the young man is saying. But, I mean, if Kellen is performing as well as he is in the organized team activities, why in the hell was Brett Hundley here? <laughs> So, I mean, it's reading between the lines. Fair question. With with what you just said, the way you laid it out with STC, yeah, you know we, the special teams coordinator, I believe that wholeheartedly. And I would bet Jordan Berry and Greg Joseph are the duo working with Andrew DePaula to make it a trio into the 2022. But those are positions where when you say open competition, got no idea what's going to happen. Uh, throw caution to the wind, and um, let's uh, uh, let's see what happens. I believe it with those spots. Sometimes it can be a dramatic pause. Sometimes it can be trying to find something on the button bar. For Vikes Bites, now, as, as you say that, he does bring in two rookies, kicker Gabe, and I think it's Burkich, or Burkick, and then uh, Ryan Wright. Damn it, uh, Covenant Cleanup, can you hit the whole thing, like the big voice and... Damn it! I messed up twice. I don't have the I don't have the big voice in hand, but I do have this provided by nobody. Covenant cleanup provided by nobody. Johnny the Mouse Mickelson, captain of the '83 Wyzetta Club hockey team, the most formidable club hockey team in the history of club hockey, informs me Justin Falk actually is the guy who played Lieutenant Columbo with the trench coat and the cigar. Ooh. I always love that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what the hell's happening to my life? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, we got seven and a half segments to go. Yeah. Let's ace them. Well, I mean, we're making mistakes for profit because covenant cleanups provided by nobody. But if you keep making mistakes and having covenant cleanups, then somebody's going to jump in for 60K. You're going to get five mentions a day, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Uh, real quick before, quick twitch before we move on from this topic. Greg Joseph, Jordan Berry versus the rookies. Uh, just thinking back to the 2021, did you find stability after a bit of a slow start from Mr. Joseph, right. Jordan Berry? I think, uh, let me see what his net was, somewhere in the area of 44.6. Berry's cool. Yeah, Bar- Berry's game is cool. I mean, he's never thrown a pass in his National Football League career, so he's no Ryan Quigley week two at Pittsburgh trying to find Blake Bell near the boundary. <laughs> On the left side, you know, punters making passes right hash to left boundary. That's always very, very highly advised. How about Britton Colquitt? Wide open to Chris Boyd. Up oh, formation penalty. Bro. <clears throat> Boyd that pass. Boyd was so excited because he knew what was gonna happen and he was uncovered. <laughs> he busts off the line of scrimmage too early, so he messes the whole thing up. And Colquitt, Skullquit, that was left hash. Right boundary, right in front of Mike McCarthy, and it was a dime, only to be nullified due to an infraction. Let's move on from that. Vikes bites nine to noon. Chris Gates from the Daily Norseman. Oh, I'm cool. I'm cool with the kicker and punter. Are you? 
As of now, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, jo- Joseph was wonky early, and but but you know, Joseph had those walk off winners. I mean, we were at Charlotte, and it was the weirdest thing in the world because like he he missed X amount in a row, but he missed the uh, he missed from I think fifty and change to win the game before Kirk went cold blooded to KJ. And and it, what was strange about it is it was it was kind of a it was it was on the humid side that day in Charlotte last year, and it was just it was kind of just stale. I mean, it was yeah. not super windy, not super hot, a little little humid, whatever. And then all of a sudden, late third quarter, it got windy, and you know, so the teams had played for field position and the wind with the coin toss and everything, and. You know, then the wind ended up blowing right in the face of Greg Joseph with that game winner. So he didn't get that one. But from a captain clutch standpoint, I thought Greg was pretty good, man. I think I think he'd be cool being our kicker this year. Well, there's only one kick he missed that annoys us, and that's down in, that's down in Arizona. He was what? seven to nine from fifty. So Greg lining up from fifty plus wow. last year, seven of nine, was not a massive sweat for the Vikings, including that walk off against Detroit. Right. After we nearly got Kaderil Hodge. Yeah. Well, Alexander Madison should should have given Greg Joseph an envelope full of fat stacks of cash after that game. He drops the ball, Greg bails him out. <laughs> I agree. Uh Chris Gates from the Daily Norseman, he had an article and inside it was a quote from Bud Grant. We mentioned Bud Grant turned ninety five last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh here's Bud. I attended enough meetings to know the NFL wants to avoid admitting Canadian football has a better idea about anything. Yet they should follow Canada and take away the fair catch. There's no fair catch in Canada, but the coverage also has to give the returner five yards. NFL people will hear this and they'll say it will increase injuries. The five-yard cushion makes all the difference. My opinion is there won't be a real increase in injuries, and the punt would become an interesting play. What do you think about Bud Grant? Well, I think the punt's an interesting play now. Uh, it's the kickoff that has lost all forms of luster, unless you compensate Kane Wong Wu. Now, it's interesting. It's interesting. Kane Wong Wu had two kick return touchdowns when his name in the pronunciation guide was Kane. What was it? Kane Wong Wu? I think no. it was Wong Wu. Yeah, Wong Wu. Thank you, Wong Wu. And then all of a sudden. Media relations got the hands in there and said, "Actually, it's Wong Wu." <laughs> and then I think his his yards per return was about eight. Yeah. It's like Xavier Rhodes. The first part of his career was All Pro, and then the pronunciation changed to Xavier, and he was terrible. And now he's looking for a job. Suddenly, he had hamstring issues for the <laughs> next three seasons. Oh. Pronunciation matters. Vikes bites. Hey, what's C.J. Ham up to in this offense during OTAs? Any evolution of opinion on his role or potential role for the uh, the beefy fullback? Yeah, that's a good question because he, if, if, if for, for those who have long memories and, and are into this, there have been some grandiose proclamations and things said about secondary-type players this offseason. Uh, when when we when we replayed some some bikes bites of Cuz Buzz, I mean he's talking about Ola BC Johnson like beloved BC is absolutely on the team, you know. But but I don't come into this off the ACL and and everything being new. I don't come I I I don't come into training camp thinking beloved BC is essentially to be on the team. But you got Cuz Buzz and Bikes Bites saying, I mean 
his fire for the game has returned. He's running great routes. He's beloved BC. And, you know, man, he's going to be a wonderful asset for us this year. Well, if he doesn't make the team, then you can, you can long memories can go back to that and be like, what happened? And with CJ, kind of the same with Kevin O'Connell, uh, the new head coach for the Minnesota Vikings, KOC, yeah, you know we. He's had some, he's had some glorifying things to say about CJ Ham. Now, CJ's one of the better fullbacks in the NFL, but the problem is not a lot of teams employ fullbacks anymore. You got uh, Swiss Army Knife guy, Use Check, with a next level Shanny, and his former offensive coordinator, McDaniels, goes down to Miami. One of the first things they do is they extend their fullback. I think his last name's Inman or Ingold or something like that. Uh, he's good, too. Uh, I can't remember his first name. It might, might be Luke Inman. That may be his name, Luke Inman. It's something Ingold, I think. And uh, but he's good. He's multifaceted. He's a one A to uh, Alec. Check. It's Alec in gold. Alec in gold. Alec in gold. And so one of the first things they do is they extend the pullback, <laughs> because I mean it's a copycat league. And McDaniel's comes from next level Shanny. He knows the importance of use Jack. So they're going to extend this guy who happens to be good. But O'Connell has talked about the team first nature and things he appreciates about CJ. Now he, he hasn't specified whether that's C.J. the fullback or C.J. the special teams guy. But the way O'Connell has dressed up C.J. Ham, I mean, I'd almost be flabbergasted if he's not within the covenant, though. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just curious about his... And, and I know what C.J. can do as a fullback. Could he ever, in O'Connell's system, start out on the line almost as a tight end? Or is there any flex? Is there, is there anything that he can do other than just what we've seen him do? That's my only thing. Well, he was a tailback at Augustana, and so he's raised as a tailback. And and with with the Denfield kid, is we saw it in bailout fashion. We've seen it over the last three years. You know, it's it's like nothing's working. It, it, it was one of one of those many games last year where our offense would be hit legit through the first three quarters of the first quarter and then yeah. we couldn't we couldn't find a first down with a searchlight for two quarters. We tended to bookend games with right. competence. We just yes. got stuck and we stayed stuck too long. And then all of a sudden it'd be like third and whatever and it's like we're all downtrodden, things going the wrong way, it's pear shaped. Here's CJ catching a pass over the middle between the hash marks. 40 50 40 comes oh, first right, down. And it's a first down for CJ Ham. Cold blooded connection to the bowling ball. So the bowling ball can catch, and the bowling ball can run, and the bowling ball can block. And CJ is quite good on special teams. So yeah, CJ's part of the mix. But off your question, because I know the road you're traveling, is the Rams didn't employ a fullback, period. There, there was no fullback on the roster. And they would flex the tight end to the backfield to go offset left or right. But then that player, the tight end, in, in essence, becomes an H-back. So they, they didn't have they didn't have uh, a... Um, a true CJ spot. Yeah, I'm trying to think of fullback immortality here. Uh, Matt, Lorenzo Neal? Thank you. That was the name I was looking for. Uh, they, they, uh, or Madison Hedgecock. They didn't have a Madison Hedgecock or a Lorenzo Neal, or a Matt Suey, or an Allstott blocking for Dunn. Nah, they didn't have that, but now Kevin O'Connell has that. Uh, last bit for you. Vikes Bites, joint practices with the Niners. I've just been thinking about it and getting super excited. I don't think the Vikes have made that public yet, have they? 
I'm pretty sure they haven't, but it's leaked 15 different ways. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> let's, just, let's just pretend that it's a thing that's oh, no, going to happen. It's happening, but it's like we're... I don't know like, if they've said anything about it. Well, no, well, I'm do, where it originated, I'm doing Dunkers a few Thursdays ago with Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo Mensa, and Kevin's super engaging. I mean, he, he's just a more boyish version of Stefanski with the way he breaks things down. He's mesmerizing. And he's talking about training camp and some new things and everything. And then he's like, you know, we're going to have these joint practices with the Niners. <laughs> I, back up, I back up on my chair and went, hey, we're going to what? And he goes, oh, I, I he looked at uh, the COO, Andrew Miller. And he's kind of, I, I probably shouldn't have said that. I might have gone a little too far. I'm like, F it, who cares? Yeah, absolutely. But with, who cares? Well, with I mean, that said, it's so wound up over such stupid things. But let's get wound up about Christian Derisaw versus Nick Bosa. We might get to see... Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire. Wow. Maybe Debo Samuel, if everything gets figured out with that kid. Mm-hmm. That's a badass thing to come to TCO. Oh. I'm excited about it. Oh, I can't wait, man. The, the joint practices are the bomb. Now, this is under the assumption that a receiver and a D, or a DB and um, a defensive end, let's say um, um, whomever DB, uh, Jaquaski Tart. Let's say Jaquaski Tart and Bosa get into some petulant spat two days before the joint and they don't get to come up here like Jalen Ramsey and Unique and Unique Ngakwe. Correct, yes. I mean, that, 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 that was, I mean, hey, can't wait to see Jalen Ramsey do his thing and Unique Ngakwe is a one-trick pony. He's going to end up on our football team. It's going to be a mistake. Well, you did have Javon Kinlaw within the last couple of days challenging, let's say, the endowment of oh. a reporter hey. who was asking questions he didn't care for. What's so, her name? <laughs> they... <laughs> or his neck. Maybe it was Tim Kawakami. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, uh, no, it's going to be probably the best thing to happen at yeah. TCO all summer. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah, I can't wait to watch Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, here's like with Florio yesterday. There's there's some splashy story out there. Kyle Shanahan is like, yeah, we're, we still intend to trade Jimmy, and we want to do what's best for Jimmy. So I'd be like a general manager for another team thinking, yeah, that's cool, man. So I get a quarterback who already can't throw. He just had surgery on his throwing shoulder. And I get to give him $25 million for all of that. And he's a system quarterback. Well, that sounds awesome. Wow. Can, <laughs> I mean, can, can we send the Learjet now to get him, there, get him here? So stupid. Vikes uh, Bites. Uh, that's Vikes Bites, courtesy of 9 to Noon. Uh, yours truly is very excited to share a heartwarming story um, I, I uh, took in last night. And uh, we'll do that around the corner. It's KFAN. The Fan. Life moves pretty fast. Is, is that it? That didn't take long. Is, it, is that it? Is that all you got? Coming to quickies. Hey, Twins losing extras yesterday. 4-2. Had the bases loaded. Bottom of nine. Just couldn't get a hit. Their 27-17 winning streak ends at six. Buxton's on a slumper, ladies and gentlemen. 3-4 his last 45, bringing him from 290 just to 202. Probably should bench him, right? And Joe Ryan, our beloved starters on the COVID list. Four games with the Royals at home starting today. Devin Smeltzer on the mound, 640 first pitch. Miami Heat get smashed at home again, 93-80 is the final. They led by five at half, outscored by 16 in the third, and that was it. Kyle Lowry, Max Struess combined 0 of 15 and 0 of 12 from three. Jimmy was 4 of 18. Team shot horribly. They're down 3-2 in the series. And the Blues just won't go away. You heard it from PA in the opener. McKinnon with a hat trick. 
makes it 4-3 with less than three minutes to go. But then Robert Thomas of the Blues ties it up less than a minute in regulation. And it was Tyler Bozak, 338 into OT, that keep the Blues alive. Series is 3-2 Avs back in St. Louis tomorrow. Mavs and Warriors tonight at 8. It's on the West Coast. Mavs down 3-2 or 3-1. They got no chance. That's at 8. Rangers in Carolina at 6. They're tied 2-2. And Edmonton can close out the Flames this evening in Calgary. The Oilers are up 3-1. Puck drop, 8.30 p.m. That is Covenant Quickies provided by Nobody back to 9 to noon. And the front belongs to Incredible Bill. It's Incredible Bill in incredible fashion, leading at three quarters. Harry Hernandez all over, not a cry. Kenchari and Tonka Warrior attempting to range up to the outside. Alexander's working hard on that favored one. And outside of that, Glassado. This one is 30 to 1. And a gray on a cloudy day might mean business very wide. And they come charging down the Canterbury Park stretch. And on the inside, it is incredible bill tonka warrior trying to provide the rider with a milestone between them not a cry outside of that the long shot glassado tonka warrior tonka warrior and alex kinchari the shakopee native has 1000 wins welcome home young man well done alex that was last night at canterbury park this is a down memory lane we go skull story that uh, that involves horse racing, the game of horse racing, and 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 what brought me to Minnesota in 1995. The game of horse racing can can be such a gem for lasting memories. Memories few notice, memories fewer appreciate. Deeply rooted memories involving at times the downtrodden living their dreams. It's it's where the little guy has a chance every single day. I mean, Rich Strike, the Kentucky Derby winner, jockey Sonny Leon, trainer Eric Reed. It's like, oh my God. Who? It ain't Pat Day. It ain't Gary Stevens. It ain't Irad Ortiz Jr. It's not Mike Smith. It's not Bob Baffert. Todd Pletcher, Chad Brown, Brad Cox, nodding, none of the big shooters. It's Eric Reed and Sonny Leone. Second longest shot in the 148 runnings for the Roses. The little guy slewing the Blue Bloods. It's beautiful. And, and horse racing through my 30 years working in it, whether writing about it or, or calling the races, the, the little guy, the out-of-nowhere story, the rags-to-riches, it happens all the time. And I'm not saying this is rags-to-riches, but I am saying that what I'm about to share is kind of out-of-nowhere. It's it's the little guy prevailing. And, and last night at Canterbury Park, the little guy got the spotlight. You just heard the stretch run from race nine. And given he's a jockey, when I say the little guy got the spotlight, it has nothing to do with the diminutive nature of a jockey. I always love that one. Alexander Kinchari. Alex Kinchari. Those who have gone to Canterbury, they, they know the name. Alex Kinchari. He is a Shakopee, Minnesota native. 
attended Shakopee High School. At age 15, like a decade and small change ago, maybe 12 years, all right? So we're looking at like 2010, 2009, 10, or 11, somewhere around there. KG, Kevin Gorgs, and your spotty, and I would walk by one of our concession stands called the Canterbury Cantina. And the smiley kid with flowing curly hair bursting out of his Canterbury Park baseball cap at age 15 would promise us, one day you guys will be talking about me winning races. And we were like, Alex, you're adorable. Alex, you're the cutest ever. Alex might want a hairnet. You got a lot of hair. You're making tacos here, man, and serving food at Canterbury Park. And we don't want we don't want those hair uh, hair to go in anybody's food. Just just a wonderful, vivacious, effervescent, wide eyed kid. And that that that's a decade and small change ago. Let's call it 2011. Fifteen years old. That boy had dreams. And now at 27 or 28, it's one of those two. The I believe he's 28. The boy has found his dreams. A few years later, let's say 2013, 2014, Alex Kanchari no longer was to be found at the Canterbury Cantina, and few knew what he was up to. And like KG and I, or, or BA, or Angela and I, or Medea and I, or Mouse and I would walk by and be like, where's Alex? Where's Alex? Where's, where's the cute Shakopee kid? I mean, where's, where's the happy Shakopee kid with the dreams? He was nowhere to be found. And it turns out he was working out at age 17 on the backside of Canterbury Park where the horses live, riding horses starting at 5.30 in the morning and doing so for meager money. I mean, maybe $8 a ride. Hey, kid, you're 17. Work my horse out. Give it a two-minute lick, as we call it in the business, where you just casually jog around the track a couple of times and to try or try to, try to do it in two minutes uh, for one lap. So that's what he was doing. He wasn't at the cantina. He was under the cover of darkness. He was working with horses in the morning, executing his toil and outworking everybody around him at age 17. But he was weaving his dream and... And the meager money that, that was tied to it at that stage for Alex, it meant nothing. The Shakopee kid went to Shakopee High School and had a dream. The dream was to wear the pretty silks that he always saw all of his life at Canterbury Park, those beautiful silks the riders wear. That was part of his dream. Wear those pretty silks, ride races on equine athletes, make some money, and call it a career. But for Alex, the land was not all milk and honey. That wasn't the case for YA, young Alexander. I mean, I've known this kid since he was 13 years old. I've known him a decade and a half. We get to 2012, all right? You know, it's, it's, it's 2012, 2013. Alex is like 18, 19 years old, all right? Gets his, gets his jockey's license. He went to riding abroad tracks around the country. That's where he started. And he came back to Canterbury that summer and through the first half of his first year riding, Big Boy had made like $150,000. First half of the year. I mean, he's popping tags and he's making bank. God's gifts were being utilized 
and Big Boy was rolling in the dough. 2013, at age like age 20, he wrote enough winners to bank more than a quarter million. At 19, I saw Alex Kinchari roll up to Canterbury in a beautiful white Mercedes. And I was like, Alex, what are we doing here? Seriously, kid, you better save your money, big boy, because you're making a lot of it right now, and, and the future is not promised. Yes, sir, Mr. Allen. Yes, sir, Mr. Allen. The ups and downs and triumph and tribulation I've seen that kid go through have been as memory-making to me as the Minneapolis Miracle, and I ain't kidding you, because the Minneapolis Miracle's glitzy. The the Canterbury Cantina, and and coming from that to build a career, that ain't glitzy. Alex is very emotional. That There would be times in the winner's circle after races, I'd see Alex Kinchari, and in front of about 10,000 fans, chuck his helmet down after losing and shatter it because a call didn't go his way. So we would pray and recognize truly how blessed the young man is to be doing exactly what he wants to do for a career. And the only way to where he wants to go on earth was via prayer, maturity, and turning the other cheek. Boy, you got to grow up. I think it went like that. Two years ago, at like age 26, Alex Kanchari was devastated when his jockey brother Patrick was in a car crash, a severe car crash in Phoenix, where he was riding to Turf Paradise. Big Brother's riding career was over. The money was running out. Alex was in a horrific slump. And his best friend, his big brother, might be paralyzed for life. Patrick was there last night for the milestone. 1,000 victories for YA Young Alexander. Patrick was there last night, man. Chin quivering. And able to slowly walk with assistance and a walker into the winner's circle to be with baby brother. So were Alex's two young kids and his wife. The group knows where the boy has been and how he nearly bungled it all due to the tantrums and immaturity, but also how he has grown as a man, as a man, you're a man, Alex, making a career for his kids and his family. He hugged me three times last night at about 9.15 after winning the 1,000th race of his career. I called the racer, the stretch call. Kevin Gorg and I ran as fast as we could down to the winner's circle to be part of this. It was that special. YA, young Alexander, as in Shakopee native and jockey Alex Kanchari. It, it felt like I was embracing my son, Derek. For those of you who are into Twitter and, and, and go, my, my Twitter handle is at PA on the mic. And my profile picture is from last night. It, it's from a picture that, that we were requested to take and go ahead and take a peek at it. I'm hugging my son right there. It's surrogate, but. <laughs> Look at the joy in both of our faces. I'm hugging my son. Native, uh, he's a Shakopee native. And the little guy chased a dream 
as that Shakopee kid with the curly hair working at the Canterbury Cantina, the little guy chased a dream and went from making tacos to the milestone of 1,000 riding victories. Might have been a Bigfoot sighting to the world because there were like 10 people at the racetrack for the last last night due to bad weather. Only the old schoolers were there at that hour, and we all flooded into the winner's circle to celebrate Alex Kanchari's 1,000th win. There were tears because we and they know the struggle. We all have lived the horse racing struggle one way or another. Not everybody escapes. Alex did. And that moment will last. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.